Welcome to the Yins and Y'all podcast, the podcast where we discuss sports, entertainment, life, and good old-fashioned manly stuff. I'm your host, Alex, and with me are my brothers, Sean and Lance, and our cousin, Matt. And guys, we're back. We had a bit of a hiatus for the Thanksgiving holiday. We were unable to get in a live recording while I was home with Sean and Matt. Unfortunately, just schedules didn't link up. We had a lot of stuff going on, so we decided just to take the week off. So uh, fans, I'm sorry about that. I hope you weren't missing us too much. We're back with a special episode this week. Guys, Christmas is on the horizon. The decorations are coming out of the attic if they haven't already. The trees are going up. The houses are being decorated. And Christmas shopping has begun. And in all of the hustle and bustle that goes along with Christmas, sometimes it's hard to just take a break and and chill out. Well, Yins and Y'all is here to help you do just that by giving you our top five Christmas movies. But first, we want to start with that age-old debate. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Absolutely. A hundred percent. I mean, takes place at a Christmas party. I mean, I don't know what more you need. It's got a Christmas tree. Yeah. I want to get into Christmas party. Lethal weapon is a Christmas movie as well. (laughs) Okay. So Lance, I want to get into that because that's become a thing. Like I, I I didn't really ever think that that was a part of the discussion, like lethal weapon until this year. Like this is the first time (laughs) I've heard it. Uh, I don't know. People are, people are like super bored. I guess so. They're just searching for things to argue about. Um, <laughs> so America. yeah, on die. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, on Die Hard, I'm full in on the Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie, like Lance said. It takes place at a Christmas party, and there is a Christmas tree. There's references of Santa. It's a Christmas movie. But yep. Lance, please weigh in on Lethal Weapon because I don't know that movie that well. Later. Uh, yeah, I, we can jump on that after we get through Die Hard. I, I'm a big fan of both those movies. But Die Hard is definitely a one. I mean, he's at a Christmas party. He makes like a couple of, you know, jokes. Remember the, the, the iconic scene where he's in the air duct and he's, you know, he's got the lighter on, you know, come out. We'll have a couple of drinks. We'll celebrate the holidays. I mean, just it's a it's a fantastic Christmas movie for the whole family. For the whole family. Yeah. And I mean, sit down with the kids, get some Absolutely. popcorn, pop this into the, the DVD player or stream it, whatever you have. And, and, you know, you'll look forward to running around, your kids running around at the holidays and telling the in-laws, yippee-ki-yay, mother, beep. So <laughs> well, it, it'll be great. I think it's a Christmas movie on technicality. Because, yes, it takes place with a Christmas setting and the Christmas party and you have a Christmas tree. But Christmas movies, to me have the holiday feel and they have some sort of story that links back to Santa Claus or, or some type of Christmas story. This just takes place. This is like filming a war movie on the North pole. Like, okay, there's, there is is a Christmas. It's a battle for the toys, you know? Well, here, here's my thing. What, what is the requirement to make a movie a Christmas movie? Um, is it that, the time of year? Is it there's a Christmas tree? Is there snow? Is it, like Sean says, there's got to be some sort of link to the holiday, like about Santa Claus or the spirit of Christmas or uh, the true meaning of Christmas, something like that. And, and if that is your, Sean, if that is your 
standard for what makes a Christmas movie a Christmas movie, then I'm going to take issue with one movie on your list, particularly when we get into your list here in just a minute when we finish this discussion. I, I'm all in for Die Hard as a Christmas movie. Lance is all in for Die Hard as a Christmas movie. Matt says he's all in, but Sean, you're the only one who's not he's not drinking the Kool-Aid there. He's voted well, off the island. I'm not <laughs> saying it's not a Christmas movie. I just think it makes it on a technicality. Makes it in on I, I, I just think there's there's different types of Christmas movies and I think to each their own on, on how they want to do that. But you know, I, I don't have a movie like Die Hard on my list because that to me isn't a hey, let's let's gather the family for some <laughs> Christmas spirit. Right. And, and I don't think all Christmas movies necessarily would even have to be family oriented movies. I just I, I don't walk away from Die Hard thinking I want to go caroling or I want to have a cup of cocoa or decorate my house. You know, I, I That's where you're wrong, thinking, son. I, I want to yeah. go to the shooting range. <laughs> and, and I don't think Christmas is about let's go shoot some guns. Well, it's, it's kind of, you know, you walk away from Die Hard. Thanksgiving. Like, I'd, I'd like you ever to... been to Kentucky? <laughs> that is <laughs> That's ever, no, no offense to anyone in Kentucky, and they probably yeah, would appreciate this. They'd probably appreciate this, but every day is gun shooting holiday. That's right. It's, it's important. It's important. Got to exercise those Second Amendment rights. Um, all right, Lance, we're going to give you the floor here for your lethal weapon claims to a Christmas movie. I have not seen lethal weapon in, in a long while, so you're going to have to bring it back for me. Oh, sure. I mean, I, it's been a minute for me, too, but if, if you guys remember the very first one, the opening credits start, and they're playing. They're playing some Christmas jams. All right. I don't mm. know if you didn't remember this. They play Christmas jams, and that girl jumps out the window and lands <laughs> on that car in front of the, of the hotel there. And so it's a crime movie taking place during the Christmas holidays. But when we get to the pinnacle of the movie, the big showdown between Mel Gibson and Gary Busey in um, Rogers' front yard. Rogers' house always gets destroyed in every single one of the movies. His house, his car, his boat—they all get. You know, he gets. Re- I hope he has good insurance. Um, but in the very first one, um, there's a big showdown at Roger's house at his in the front yard. It's taking place during the Christmas holidays, and Riggs ends up beating up um, Gary Busey with the Christmas tree. So you know we got a we got a tree, we got Christmas music, Christmas spirit, and we got a good old fashioned butt whooping with the tree. So Christmas movie all the way. Okay. Well, if I'm gonna if I'm going all in on Die Hard, I guess I have to uh, give the nod to Lethal Weapon, although. Um, probably will not be sitting down with the family to watch Lethal Weapon at Christmas, nor will I sit down and watch Die Hard with the family at Christmas. My kids are too young for that, but I guess how high is a Christmas movie because they smoke a lot of trees? No, th- no, 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 no. <laughs> That's like a, at most a Halloween movie because they dress up as the nuns. Well, they do. No, they no, have no. like a, okay. That's just, Halloween, baby. Just looking for clarity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, Sean, since you seem to be the expert on the Christmas spirit in Christmas movies, why don't you open us up tonight and give us your number five Christmas movie? Yeah, and I mean, look, I am an expert. My family calls me Shawnee Claus. Uh, When Lance and Matt and Matt's sister Meg were, they're, you know, six years younger than me, Pap would put the shaving cream on the face and we put the santa claus hat on and we jingle the bells we'd pat and shawnee claus would pass out the gifts to the cousins <laughs> on our christmas holidays so yeah 
Shawnee Claus does have an appreciation for Christmas, and I love my Christmas movies. And I've seen every movie that's on my list already so far this year. And at number five, <laughs> I have Home Alone, which is a 1990 flick starring Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern as Harry and Lloyd. Also, Kieran Culkin, Macaulay's younger brother, plays Fuller. It's Harry He's, and Marv, by the way. Oh, Harry and what did I say? Harry, yeah. <laughs> Harry, Harry and Lloyd. Dumb and Dumb Dumber. Dumber. Yeah. Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Uh, it's one of his know, favorite movies, folks. Yeah, it is one of my favorite movies. I could quote that all day. But uh, yeah, Kieran Culkin, easy on the Pepsi Fuller. That's that's Macaulay's younger bro- brother. Striking resemblance to you as a kid. Yes, with the big glasses. Thank you, Mom. Appreciate it. You know, <laughs> but uh, he does. Yeah, what's not to like that's about funny. this movie, man? I mean, y- you got a guy left home alone. And, and he's battling a couple guys that want to rob the place. And if you watch Home Alone 2, I mean, his parents suck. Like, how do they? His whole family how, sucks. His yeah. whole family sucks. I don't understand how they're allowed to keep their child. And then Uncle his dad Frank. in Home Alone 2 has the audacity to scream at the end of the movie, Kevin, you spent $977 on room service? Like, eat a big one, dude. You left your kid <laughs> In an airport, get on the wrong plane, and then the first one, you went off to France and left them at home. So yeah, left the country. Think about how much they spent otherwise. They spent way more than nine hundred dollars on these flights. Why do they? I mean, I understand it's another nine hundred dollars, but money does doesn't seem to matter to this family. Well, look at the house they live in. You can afford it. And it's also, you know, it's it's room service in New York City. I mean, what do you expect? Right. What did he get? A olive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So well, this is this is the one. On that tab. This is the one I'm going to claim a little bit of a, a problem with, based on your requirements. Okay, so because there's I, no there's no link here to Santa. There's well, no there link is here to the really Christmas. Spirit. There, I mean, yes, Santa's I, in the movie. I don't agree. He's, and he See, sees Santa, but come in on. here. And I knew when you you made your comment. This so is the I one I was going to tell. Okay, there's a manger. He stops at a church. Listens okay. to a choir singing Christmas music. He the cuts down a tree. The house in the neighborhood is decorated for Christmas. He cuts down a Christmas tree and decorates it. He talks to a fake Santa Claus face to face and asks him to deliver a message to Santa Claus that he wants no toys. He are just you, wants I'm, his family back. I'm confused. So, are, are you are you are you giving me the plot of Home Alone or are you giving me the plot of Die Hard? <laughs> I'm confused here. I mean, this all, all John McClane wants is his family back. You know, for, his same movie. Across, you know, it's the same movie. He takes on the bad guys. He sets traps for them. And the only difference is, <laughs> this is, is that, honestly, is that this Harry is pretty funny. Not Harry Marv, I've never die. really, I don't know that I live under a rock or what, but I've never really heard Home Alone and Die Hard compared. And it's, it's, fair. Alex makes some interesting points. <laughs> did, uh, was there a, a killer neighbor with a snow shovel next door? Well, that, you know, he could be the cop in uh, I mean, in Die Hard. You know, that's, he's, he's that's a yeah, right. cop. Originally an enemy, becomes a friend. Right. There that's, you go. That, that's my big plot hole for Home Alone. How, how's a dude with an aluminum shovel knocking the guys out at the end? I don't, I don't know. know. Element of surprise. Shawnee yeah, okay. shovels every day in Chicago. That guy's got some big muscles. <laughs> dude, you know those forearms are built like there. steel. Him and Popeye <laughs> could go one-on-one, baby. Yeah. Yeah, for real. 
All right, so Sean's coming in with Home Alone at number five. Home Alone, a.k.a. Die Hard at number five. Lance, give us your number five. Yeah, my number five, you know, I'm going to go a little controversy. I'm, I'm, I'm wading into that water. I'm going with Bad Santa, uh, a, a phenomenal film released in 2003 starring Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton is a, is a mall Santa Claus who is an alcoholic drunk, and he is also really good at um, breaking into safes. So him and his elf – are a team. They jump around from mall to mall across the nation all year, year, every year. And they're there to case the joint. They're there to find out the security passwords. And basically what they end up doing Christmas Eve night, when everybody goes home, they find a way to be in the mall and they rob it and they take all the cash. They also do their Christmas shopping. And it is a extremely vulgar movie, not one for the kids, but oh, it is hilarious. And you know what? This is in the vein of, you know, the same argument that we were just having about Home Alone, Die Hard. It's not, you know, hugs and kisses Christmas, but it is hilarious. <laughs> All right. So Bad Santa, you guys, I haven't seen, I've seen this movie, but it's been a long time and I don't really, I feel like it, it was, obviously it was... <laughs> haven't watched it again. So it's not really one that's I mean, high on my list I here, but what are your thoughts? With, I don't have a problem with it being on your list and I, no, I no, mentioned no. in my comments a Christmas movie doesn't necessarily have to, to be one that you sit down and, and can watch with the kids. And I had, you know, this movie in particular on my mind because it has, I mean, he, he, he's a Santa, you know, he's a Santa in the mall and obviously he's got bad intentions, but you know, it's, it's a, it's a funny classic uh, Christmas movie that you want to watch at home with, with the wife and not the children. Hey, so. let me make you some sandwiches. <laughs> what's with you in the sandwiches <laughs> all right let's let's bring it back to some family entertainment matt why don't you give us your number five yeah i'm all family all the time the that's only right. member of this podcast without children without yet kids. that's right <laughs> <laughs> um so my number five is the santa claus uh love the santa claus 1994 Tim Allen in his prime, which I don't even know when his prime ended. It still hasn't. I don't Not know how really. old Christmas with the Cranks is, but that's still, still Tim Allen's prime. Yeah, uh, he's a great, he's a great Christmas actor. Uh, no, I I love this movie. This is a cool little story about you know, Santa isn't just some mythical guy that's alive forever. Uh, the the totem gets passed and the magic gets passed along uh, amongst the generations, makes it a little more believable. Um, from my perspective, and and you can imagine, you know, looking for realism in the idea of Santa Claus is in a complex concept, but we'll let it ride. Um, no, so this deep. is a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, this is a good movie. You get to see, you know, how a more um, high tech version of the North Pole. Uh, we're incorporating a little bit of magic, a little bit of high tech stuff. Bernard's great. Uh, ends up being what what movie? Uh, Bernard is in uh I saw that guy. 10 things so I hate about you. So, yeah. 10 things I hate about you. I, I don't know. He's an interesting he an actor. actor but Amer- so, American Pie too, right? No, uh yeah, maybe. He's so been me, some weird stuff, but that's been uh, on the point. Have you guys seen Harold and have Kumar? Harold and Kumar, yes. Have you guys googled this cast like now to see what they look like? I don't, I, I don't know to. like I don't no, know what I happened. I don't know what happened to the people in this movie, other than Tim Allen. But 
They man, they are look. They look rough. They look rough. And his son is oh. so cute in this movie. You know, Charlie's he's such a cute little kid. And then like him growing up, good gracious. I don't Dude, know what they, happened to that kid. They were around Tim Allen back in the yeah. day. Tim Allen was no, not by he this was, time. He wasn't. He, he was wasn't. skiing quite a bit. He was a family <laughs> man. How dare you? Not well, by ninety four. He, he is a family man. He so, builds. Uh, tools well he doesn't uh, build things with tools he builds the tools he needs more power there's clearly you know well this is his first real movie you know because he just had started home home improvement not you know not too far before this and this was his first jump into the big screen and they took a risk casting him and uh i just read a funny thing that when he had to do the treadmill scene where he's running looking all fat that was obviously a fat suit that they had to like super glue to his shoulders and it was hurting him so much that it was the last uh take of the day long day and between in between every take he's off to the side just cursing and screaming at the director how much he hates him so <laughs> that's your first movie in the big screen they should have left that in the movie a little bit of a yeah well you know what they did take out is originally when Scott Calvin scares Santa Claus off the roof, the original script called for him to shoot Santa Claus, and then Santa Claus fell off the roof. So they oh, changed that. Wouldn't that <laughs> yeah, that would have had smart. a link to Die Hard. He oh, can't man. shoot Santa. We'd have had kids in therapy for years if somebody years. shot Santa Claus. I mean, that would have scarred everyone. All right, he so was Matt's only going to wing him. Yeah, Matt <laughs> comes in at Santa Claus at number five. My number five uh, should be no secret to you guys is The Grinch. And preferably how The Grinch Stole Christmas, the 1966 cartoon movie. Um, it's based on the Dr. Seuss book, stars Boris Karloff as the voice of The Grinch. Thurl Ravenscroft sings those iconic songs that once you hear them, they're in your head. But I, I just love The Grinch. I grew up watching this cartoon movie on television um, and Every year on uh, Christmas Eve, I would try to watch it, whether it was by myself, whether it was with you guys. I would try to watch this movie, and I just love it. That's the way that the Grinch acts. It has a feel-good story that he's, he thinks that Christmas is all about the presents, and, and he goes and he steals them all, and the Who's basically changed his entire opinion of what Christmas is all about, that it's really about love and caring and, and spreading that good cheer. And his heart grows three sizes, and he saves Christmas, and he delivers the presents, and everything is great. So that's my number five, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Comments? Uh, I like I liked the cartoon ones. I mean, I, I, you know, Jim Carrey did the live-action one a few years, maybe like 2004. And I liked that one, but there was like a year where my son loved that movie, and it was on like every, <laughs> every day. And so now I, yeah. it's hard for me to watch it because I've seen it so many times. And recently, like two years ago, they came out with a new cartoon version of it. And that one is on Netflix as well. And I really like that one. So it's been a long time since I've seen the original one. Um, it's living in the I, top I, 10 right now. That one you're talking about. I'm it's sure good. it's, it's, it's that funny. Benedict Cumberbatch voices the Grinch. It's good. I mean, you got, if you haven't seen it, you should check it out. Yeah, it's good. All right. So the Grinch at number five. All right, Matt, we're going to go back to you for number four. You're living on Disney Plus right now. Give us your number four. My number four is I'll Be Home for Christmas. This is a Jonathan Taylor Thomas movie. Well, um, baby. Available on oh, Disney+. So, Plus. 
<laughs> home yeah, improvement uh, coming in strong on your list. That's right. Yeah, I'm a home improvement supporter. Um, so I really didn't know a damn th- oh, a thing about this movie. Um, like five years ago, I had seen it maybe once. I don't know, but this is one of my wife's favorite movies, and we watch it every year. We have not watched it yet, but we will be watching it very soon. And it is funny. Like, it's kind of interesting. And what I really enjoy about the movie is that Jonathan Taylor Thomas starts out his journey just basically looking to get his dad's car. Like, that's the only reason he's going home. And then it turns into the movie, like, having more depth and him actually caring about wanting to be home. And some funny stuff happens. You know, the Santa race is, is, is like, my favorite part of the whole movie. Um, but there's good heart in the movie. And it's funny and it, you know, it's just something that we enjoy together uh, now. And she introduced me to it. So number four, I'll be home for Christmas. Yeah, this is a good feel good movie. Um, I'd never really seen it until last year. And we had Disney Plus and saw it was on there. And my wife was like, hey, well, let's watch that. Probably because she wanted to see JTT. And um, I really enjoyed it. It was good. The kids liked it. This is a good family Christmas movie. Have you, Sean, what, Lance, have you guys seen this one? I've, I've not seen this. What year is this? I've seen it. Uh, it's late 90s. Yeah, he's maybe still, So it's a younger JTT. Okay. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty probably, young. This is probably his like late high school years when he's on home improvement, or maybe he's already in college at this point. He's in college in the movie, I think, because yeah. he's at school, or maybe oh, he's like, I feel like in this some my boarding job school. Like producer, he it was ninety eight, Sean. Ninety okay. Yeah, okay. Maybe Sean, when you, he you took like a little break on the show. Yeah, it's on Disney Plus. You'll like it. Yeah, That's I'll good. check it out. I always need a new Christmas movie to look at. Yeah, it's right. definitely a family movie too. It's it's like that little edge of like there's some jokes in there that you know obviously yeah. like adult or for adults, but you know it's definitely like good to go. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know, you know. It's not a cartoon movie, so I don't know if your kids will sit down and watch it, but uh, it's it's PG. We're working I would on say. them. Yeah, Lance, give us your number four. Yeah, my number four uh, is Klaus. It's a Netflix film. It came out last year. It's an animated movie. We actually just watched this last night, um, and it is a hilarious movie. Um, you know, basically, this guy his name's Jesper Johansson. He's sent off to basically the middle of nowhere to be as a postal service employee by his dad. His dad's the postmaster general, so he's been spoiled his whole life. He's a brat. So his dad gets fed up with him, sends him off to the boonies, and he tells him, I'll cut you off. I'll write you out of the will if you don't take this job seriously. And so he ends up hearing and meeting this old woodsman with a big white beard who hides in the woods by himself, and he's got a ton of... um, toys and so the way he starts growing postal services people sending letters to mr klaus and it's kind of a, a really good story in terms of like the origin of christmas you know it's a new interesting take on it that's why i like it so much because it's not kind of the same old recycled you know santa claus type movies it's an original take it's funny it's on netflix it's good to watch with the kids so definitely recommend everybody check it out Okay, I've never heard of this movie. I never even seen. I've never heard of it either. I'm I'm looking for something new. So thank you. It's really it's in its when it's K L A U S. It's it came out last year on Netflix and it was nominated for an Academy Award. Won a bunch of stuff and it's really it's really good. Like um, it's got a really good cast. Uh, Well, here I'll I'll read you guys some of some of the cast members. Uh, Jason Schwartzman plays uh, the main character. J.K. Simmons plays Santa Claus. Rashida Jones from Parks and Rec is also in the movie, so 
it, it's in Norm McDonald was also one of the voice actors. So definitely check it out. All right. So Lance is coming in, throws me a curveball because it's not this was not on his original list. Klaus at number four. All right, Sean, give us your number four. Yeah, number four hole. Uh, like I said, I've always looked for new movies, and this movie came out in 2018 on Netflix, The Christmas Chronicles, starring Kurt Russell. Uh, I just really enjoyed his take on the role of Santa Claus. He's a much grittier Santa Claus than, than you've seen in some of the movies. <laughs> he, he, he a wears, grittier he, Santa Claus. I mean, he is, right? I mean, is he like so like, funny? He, I would say he's, he's, well, he's Jack is a grittier Santa Claus. <laughs> no, he's I mean, Jack. I don't know how to explain it, but like his beard seems more realistic. His, like it, you see some of I these costumes. The, some of these costumes that that they put these Santa Clauses in, and some of these movies look like they went down to Target and bought it. I mean, he's got the sleek <laughs> leather jacket. Kurt Russell's a great actor. You guys know how much I enjoy the movie Miracle, and he plays Herb Brooks in that. So I am a Kurt Russell fan. I think he carries this movie. Uh, I just enjoyed the the magic that they used to kind of explain uh, how Santa is able to get around the world. You know, he kind of his sleigh goes through wormholes that kind of get him from one uh, city to the next around the world just to speed up his process. And 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 I I really enjoyed it. Now, Christmas Chronicles two was just released, I believe, last Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday it was Thanksgiving. terrible. Oh, I don't understand how we can screw up so many sequels because my next movie that's on my list, I'm going to tell you how bad those sequels suck to that movie too. But you know, they well, they went away from here. they went away from Kurt Russell as the main part of the movie, and they tried uh, to focus on all this other stuff and check off Goldie Hawn in there and get all this crap done. And, and it was just a, it was garbage. I was really disappointed in it. Yeah, let me jump in here for Christmas Chronicles too. You know, we just watched this on Sunday. It's basically, you know, it takes place in the same universe, but it's a completely different story. Um, you know, the one thing I couldn't get over is they had, you know, the the enemy or the bad guy or whatever. Uh, I think his name was, you know, Ball Sniffer or something like that. <laughs> that that's all I heard all in the movie. It was like his name was like Bell Snickel, but all I kept hearing was Ball Sniffer. <laughs> and oh, so that, that right time, there d- distracted me for the entire movie. I'll, and he was a terrible, terrible the bad one, guy. The first one, yeah, oh god, I couldn't look at him. He was gross. The first one was great though. I mean, like <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get in so much trouble for this. But the first one was so good. I mean, like that part where they're in the jail and he does like the music. Yes. Scene, oh, that music so great, gritty. Yeah. yeah. And, well, Thank it's, you. It's, gritty it's, Santa Claus. I, I loved it. The only reason it's not in my top five is because Christmas movies are so hard to, you know, like you got, I love the classics and, you know, like Klaus, I wanted to put that in because it was, you know, something different, but I like the Christmas Chronicles. The first one was so good. The, the second one is okay, but it's not nearly as good as the first one. Dude, Tyrese is in it. Tyrese is garbage. Like, I mean, he was in it for thirty seconds. I mean, I, you I, know play, I would have liked I played the white sweet done. lady after we listen watch the movie. But I mean, come on. <laughs> I would have liked so, them to just do a different story with different kids. Like they just the only reason that that story worked was because they wanted to include the same kids. From yeah, the first one. I, I agree. And then, then and the son wasn't even hardly in the second one. And and he, he was I thought better he was really too in the first. first. I thought funny. he was really good in the first one. Yeah, I agree. So while we're on Kurt Russell, let me recommend a, a Kurt Russell movie. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen this one, but it's called Three Thousand Miles to Graceland. 
Have you ever seen that or heard of it? I've seen it. It's been a while. Yeah, so he, he, they're, they're um, Elvis impersonators, and they're going to rob a casino. It's got Kevin Costner. It's got Kurt Russell, I think. That's a mile. I think Dave Chappelle is in it as he plays it. Is one, there's like a group of four of them, and I think Dave Chappelle is one of the guys. I can't remember for sure, but it's a really good one. Kurt Russell just does a good job in pretty much everything he's in. And I did enjoy the Christmas Chronicles. I have not seen the second one, but I have not heard good things from you guys, of course. Um, but Sean's coming in with Christmas Chronicles at number four. My number four is Christmas Carol. And specifically for this list, I went with The Muppet Christmas Carol that came out in 1992 based on the Charles Dickens novel. It stars Michael Caine and all of the Muppet friends. This is a great sit-down with the family. It's available on Disney Plus as well. I really enjoy pretty much any iteration of A Christmas Carol, whether it be um, with George C. Scott as Scrooge. That's probably my real favorite one of all. But to, to looking for a kid-friendly one that they'll sit down, although I try to get my kids to watch it tonight, and they said it was boring. Um, you got to kind of be in the mood for this type of a story, I think. Um, if you've ever read the Dickens novel, you kind of know that Ebenezer Scrooge is, is a humbug. He hates Christmas. He pretty much hates everybody. And he he kind of goes through an experience on Christmas Eve, and and it changes his outlook on life and his outlook on Christmas in general. So that's my number four, A Christmas Carol. Um, Sean, you've alluded to it already, so why don't you give us your number three? Yeah, my number three uh, movie is The Santa Claus, starring Tim Allen. Uh, Matt discussed the movie. We kind of got into details, but but because we've already discussed this movie and why we like it, let me talk a little bit about how they absolutely ruined the sequels to this movie. And I and I just don't know why, you know, these they can't get it right because they didn't rush this movie out. I mean, it was a good. I think it was almost eight years in between the first Santa Claus and the second one. And they come up with some crap script where Charlie, who was, you know, his wingman and huge on Christmas. Now he hates Christmas and and Santa Claus has to, you know, get married, which, okay, I get, that's kind of a cool little premise. He has to find a Mrs. Claus to, to stay as Santa, but you know, Bernard, Matt alluded to him and how good he was in the first one. He was just real. They made him weird in the second one. They got too gadgety. They had a robot Santa. I mean, it was so dumb. And then the third one is even worse, which I don't even know how that's possible. So, so these are like the Pierce Brosnan bond of Santa Claus. Yeah, but I, I, too don't, feel, I don't feel like that's even fair because... While Pierce Brosnan's Bonds were gadgety, I didn't hate them. Like, I could still watch them and enjoy them. It's like even these... like Martin Short as Mr. Freeze or whatever yeah. his name was. Yeah. And, yeah. Jack Frost or whatever Jack his name Frost. was. But, you know, my wife will put these on because, you know, it's Christmas and we have to watch every single one. I do not, <laughs> by any means, look forward to watching two or three. And the first one's in my top five Christmas movies, which is a big deal to me because I have about 20 that I love. And the second and third, I mean, I don't even like to watch them. So just wanted to mention how disappointing it is that, you know, with that franchise and then how Christmas Chronicles 2 was a disappointment. I just really wish they could get it right the second time around. Yeah, Santa Claus. Excellent Santa Claus. I think it's what, two and three? Terrible. I agree. I'm in agreement there. Lance, give us your number three. 
Oh, my number three is, you know, it's, it's kind of already been talked about here, but it, it's home alone. Um, this one, you know, also has some sentimental value to me just because when we would go to our grandparents, Barney's house, they had this movie on VHS. And I feel like every time I was there as a kid, I don't think I ever watched it at Christmas at their house. Every I feel time like I was might there, need to explain VHS to some people. Yeah. Well, every time I was there staying at their place, you know, summer, July 4th, that was like the movie that we ended up watching at night. And so every time I see this movie or watch this movie, I always end up thinking about them. So it's got a sentimental attachment for me. Uh, you know, one of the things that's funny, though, is the older I get, the more I watch that movie, and the more I just judge that family so hard. Like, you know, the way that Uncle Frank talks to Kevin, like, I could never imagine how, like, as a parent, you know, if uh, if you guys yeah. called my kid a little jerk, like, we'd be, going out, we'd, we'd be going outside if that happened. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I'm just, I you know, I watch it from a different perspective, and I'm watching Thomas watch it from his perspective and seeing how he enjoys, you know, how he outsmarts the bad guys and how he's so much, you know, he's so brave and you know, just, and then I'm watching it from my parents' perspective going, oh my God, these cops are idiots. These, you know, parents are idiots. What the heck? And, you know, but still it's something I, every time I watch it, there's new things that I learn. Um, You know, I thought I was looking up some things about it earlier. And the thing that was funniest to me was that Macaulay Culkin's stunt double was a very short 30 year old man. (laughs) (laughs) So just a little little parting gift. Yeah, well, I guess somebody had to ride that sleigh down the stairs and take yeah, that hard true. left that's out the true. front door. Yeah, it was not even with the steps. And and a funny story on that, um, we tried that. We tried that maneuver at our house. Didn't and, work. Uh, did not work quite like it worked in the movie, I have to say. It was quite a disappointment. Um, well, I'm glad, Lance, you brought up Uncle Frank because it makes me think in how terrible his family was because it makes me think to the second movie because – that first movie when they get mad at uh, Kevin for spilling the pop and fighting with Buzz, like they didn't see what was going on. That second movie when he's on stage oh. and he's singing his solo and Buzz is sticking the candles in his ears, everyone in the crowd's laughing. The parents are watching this happen, and then they're mad at him for oh. reacting and shoving Buzz. Like I would be horrified. How how is he even in trouble? Yeah. How is he in trouble? That would be 100% on that snot nose, mouth breathing, bum of a person buzz. <laughs> and, oh, the, and one other, wait one a minute. Other. I want to know how, how, his, how his sister, who counts them at the beginning or when they're getting in the car, she never gets in trouble. She's not brought up again. She's not I even know. a sister. Is she she's a cousin. Yeah, she's cousin. His cousin. She's yeah. Oh, well, even so. Christmas next year. She's not. She's not in the second one. So here's the thing that, that I, I find pretty funny. The family does, you know, the mom, she goes through everything trying to get home to her son, which she yeah. should. And the, and the rest of the family, they wait and they take the plane home on Friday and they get Sorry, home see a little minutes bit. of each other. Yeah, go to the Eiffel Tower, enjoy Paris. And they get home within minutes of each other. And they literally, after all these days of being gone and worried about Kevin, yes. spend maybe 20 seconds with them. And then maybe. they all go off about on their merry way. Yeah. And don't, they don't ask anything about what happened. They're not, you know, have you eaten in days? I can't yep. believe you're alive. Nothing. They just, oh, glad to see you, Kev. We're going to head off to our, to our, you know, normal lives. And I just thought, wow, oh, this family is horrible. I literally family said ever. exact thing to Lindsay the other night when we watched this. Like, <laughs> how awful is this family? They're already leaving this kid. Like, 
Yep. If, if that was my son, I'd have him scooped up in my arms for like the next 48 hours and wouldn't look, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Pathetic. And to make it worse, how do you lose him on the next family trip? Like, you know, you oh. lost him the last time. He, he would be handcuffed to my wrist. I he think that's yeah, why I have that kid. I have that kid on a leash at the airport. <laughs> I think Macaulay Culkin's why you see kids running around on leashes. Probably, probably. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think one of the the funniest parts you talk about the second one. So they get separated from again. You know, terrible parenting. But then, like, they immediately start celebrating Christmas the next day, and Kevin goes out to see his his the homeless bird lady <laughs> yeah, in the park. Nobody knows. Yeah, him. yeah she ain't trying to see is. the family. He's but, out in the bird lady land. Dude, yeah, he's got he's got like the Mark Barney Barney booming scream because he wasn't that can close hear him to that in Central hotel Park. And he could hear him all yeah, the way I've across actually, Central Park. I've it's actually been to that been to that hotel and it is literally right there on the edge of Central Park, so it is pretty close. But yeah, I mean it's it's obviously te- uh, it's obviously movied up for sure. Um, all right, so Lance is coming in with Home Alone. Home Alone, Matt, give us your number three. This is an interesting one. Yeah, so number three for me is Jingle All the Way. Got to bring Arnold, the governor, in on this Christmas. Of California. Merry Christmas. That's right. I honestly, this is this is a movie when I was a kid that I had watched uh, a couple times, and I liked it, and I watched it when I was older. And it's a little, I mean, it's not a little ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Way but the top. I love it because it's ridiculous. Yep. Uh, Turbo Man is the big toy. Uh, there's f- few movies that center around a toy. This is one of them. And to a lot of people <laughs> that don't know the values of Christmas, that's what Christmas is. So it's funny that it's like that. <laughs> um, but it's cool to see Arnold with Sinbad. Uh, oh, always yeah. love Sinbad. What a great nineties character Sinbad yep. was. Um, Arnold goes toe to toe with about 50 Santas. Um, at one point in the warehouse, <laughs> nothing can beat that scene, and then ends up dressing up like Turbo Man at the end of this movie. But really, at the core, um, this is just a uh, a dad going to what do whatever it takes to get his son what he wants so he can have a merry Christmas. So yeah, number three, got, jingle all the way, jingle all the way. You got Phil Hartman in this, uh, great late great Phil Hartman. Oh yeah. Um, playing oh, the neighbor so guy who's always scamming he's on. A creep, the neighbor. He's a creep. Um, oh, you're going to go out on Christmas Eve to get it. Oh, oh I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the balls on this guy to go after Mr. Universe's wife. Like, you yeah. going to mess with Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife? Like, yeah. come on. You would I mean, it's Phil Hartman. Half. That's some he, balls. He's dude. like five foot five, and then you got Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he's not afraid, which, you know, gotta, I got to give him Mr. props Olympia on that. himself. And then, you know, this – Matt, do you, do you have what year this movie came out? 96. 96. Okay, so this is kind of in that toy craze phase of Christmas. I don't know – this is probably Matt and Lance. You were little on this. Tickle Me Elmo. Do you guys remember this? Oh my I know gosh. what Tickle Me Elmo is, Pe- but people yeah, like, it was like, like Furbies for us. Like everybody needed a Furby. It was the Beanie Baby generation, man. It's crazy. Yeah, Beanie people Baby. People would fight over these things in stores, like boxing matches. Yeah, somebody would stab you for one of these things. I mean, this, this was this became a thing for several Christmases. I think Cabbage Patch dolls maybe were one back maybe in the eighties. Does um, this not happen every, anymore? Like, what is? I I don't know. Like, I know that like between the ages of like six and ten, right? Like, that's when toys are like. Yeah, you know. but I think toys have have developed. I mean, kids are so much 
more into technology now. Like, yeah. what's your kid? What's your six year old have? An iPhone, an iPad for a lot of people. And right. And okay, what do they care about? A little a doll, you know? That's boring. I have to actually make that. But talk Lance brought up a good point. It's like accessibility. Accessibility now, like there wasn't yeah. online shopping so really. Easy. It's yeah. so easy. Right. You can do it yeah. just from your phone. You don't have to stand yeah. in line for it for anything really. Yeah. Well, if you stand in line, it's done. a virtual ticket. Well, yeah, I remember, right. I remember when Black Friday shopping literally happened on the Friday after Thanksgiving, and people would go after like Thanksgiving dinner. And they would camp out overnight. They would sleep yeah. on the sidewalk in a line to get into these stores for these deals. Sad. And so, you know, yes. things have changed with online shopping and, and stuff like that. Um, so that's made all the difference in that. But, yeah, th- this Jingle All the Way movie, very over the top, kind of plays on that, that toy craze, which is kind of funny. My number three is White Christmas, 1954. Stars Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye. Rosemary Clooney, who's George Clooney's aunt, um, and it it spur it. What's the word I'm looking for here? Spawned the best-selling song of all time, "White Christmas" by Bing Crosby. It is the b- top-selling song in history. Um, I had never seen this movie until I started dating my wife, and on Christmas, this is a tradition in their house. It's her brother, her mom and dad, and her, and they eat. They all are musical. Um, her, her dad and her brother are music ministers. Her mom is a pianist. Um, my wife, you guys know, she's an incredible vocalist. And so I, I, go, I go over there. I think it's probably my first Christmas experience with them. And they pop this movie in. And it's, it's a musical, per se, which I'm not a huge fan of musicals anyway. But So I'm watching this movie, and they all sing the parts it's it's Ben Crosby Danny Kay Rosemary Clooney and there's a there's a fourth girl and Lisa's family's all singing these things and I'm thinking where am I right now <laughs> um I, I've never experienced uh, anything quite like this and but the more live I watched action this, musical yeah I mean it was a live action musical there but the Did more I dance? watched it no they didn't dance um hmm. but the more I watched it the more I really enjoyed the movie itself um, it's, it's a great story. It's, it's Ben Crosby and Danny Kaye, their musical talents and they're in world war two and their general, um, who they love in world war two is relieved and he goes home and he opens up, uh, a, a bed and breakfast in uh, Vermont and you know, the war ends, Danny Kaye and Ben Crosby come back. They're, they're putting on their musical act. They're traveling the country. They become a big hit. They become big stars. And they happen to be in Florida for a show, and these they run across these two girls who are also singers. They see their act. And anyway, they all end up in Vermont, and they roll into this bed and breakfast, and who pops up but the general. And they re- recognize that he's come on hard times, that the inn is really not doing as great as it, as it should be. And so they decide that they want to do something nice for him for all the great things they did for him during the war. And so it's a really kind of a touching story. Have, have you guys ever seen this movie? I, I didn't think I had until you gave that description. I believe I watched it last year. Um, so yeah, I think I have seen it. It was a good movie. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's entertaining. Uh, ben Crosby has an incredible voice. He's just got that, he's the original crooner. He's got that classic, if you ever listen to classic Christmas carols, most of the time it's going to be him, um, which is the Christmas music that I really love. 
I like that nostalgia. I always often wonder like what Christmas was like in the 1940s, just that era, World War II. And when you think about that song, White Christmas, and you guys know the song, I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas, just like the one I used to know. When you think about the time period that it was, and, and you have all these soldiers that are they're overseas, they're fighting, they're away from their families and their loved ones. They may know they don't know if they'll ever even see them again. Just what Christmas the Christmas experience would have been like in that day and age. And and it just kind of takes me back to that. I really love this movie. And so for me, number three, White Christmas. If y'all haven't seen it, it is available on Netflix and I highly recommend that you check it out. Um, all right, Sean, give us your number two. You and I share the same number two. Give it to us. Yeah, number two for me is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Came out in 1989. Uh, everybody's seen it. Stars Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo, and a young Johnny Galecki, who you should know him from the Big Bang Theory, Roseanne. Uh, this is actually the third movie in the National Lampoon series, and I've been ripping on... Uh, some of these other franchises not being able to get, you know, second, third installments of their movies right. But they got this one right. This movie yeah. is home hilarious. Run. There is, yeah, Home Alone did too with number two. No, I said know, Home Run. Oh, home run. home run, yeah. But this movie is hilarious from start to finish. Uh, I, I can't even pick out one favorite part, but one part jumping in my head right now is I, I absolutely love when he gets, you know, it's, stock up in the attic because cause his uh, mother-in-law, you know, shuts shuts the door on him up there and he's sitting there and you finally have like a, a, a moment where it's like not funny and he's up there watching old family videos of his him when he was a kid with his parents and, and then he falls through the floor and, and it's just standing on the upper bunk of his kid's bunk bed and it, it's just great movie. You'll laugh from the beginning to the end. Chevy Chase is always, you know, great in that role. And uh, I'm, I, I can't even say I recommend you watch it because if you've not watched Christmas Vacation, then <laughs> I don't even know who you are. You don't like Christmas movies. If That's you right. Seen this. That there's an RV, Clark. Yeah. Are you serious, Clark? That's I mean, this has so many great right one, there, one-liners. And, and Sean, you failed to mention, Randy Quaid plays Cousin Eddie. I mean, he reprises right, his role off, from yeah. the original one. He's excellent. Uh, you know, he's so many great one-liners in this movie. I actually just finished watching this with the kids tonight. They love this movie. They beg to watch it. Um, we'll probably watch it again at some point before Christmas. But, you know, it's slapstick comedy. It's Chevy Chase. There's a, it's dumb comedy for, in a lot of ways. But it's it's fun, and no matter how many times you watch it, you're always going to laugh. And uh, so that's why, for me, number two, Christmas Vacation. What about now, when they when they ask the aunt to, to say grace, and she's like, "Why <laughs> they want you to say the, the blessing. blessing?" And then she starts doing what she do? Pledge of allegiance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, Grace. Uh, no, not her name's not Grace, but Aunt Bethany. Aunt Bethany. She's great. Uh, we always. We always do her voice. Is your house on fire, Clark? <laughs> That's pretty good. Don't throw <laughs> me down, Clark. So we always, Lisa and I like to joke with that one. So that's Christmas Vacation. That's coming in the two spot for Sean and for myself. Matt, why don't you give us your number two? Number two for me is Home Alone. It's been discussed tonight a few times. Um, 
this is you know i'll just add a couple things that are that are really funny about this movie um alex actually talked about these last week when we were hanging out during thanksgiving um marv has some really strange (laughs) funny parts in this movie uh one of the ones that alex pointed out that i noticed this weekend when i was watching it um was when macaulay culkin you know does the zip line to the treehouse and they can't find him for a minute uh (laughs) under his breath marv goes maybe he committed suicide (laughs) (laughs) and i think it's so funny now thank you for pointing that out alex while we were talking and what was the other one? There was one where they're in the car doing the scouting. I couldn't oh, remember yeah. what it was. It's, well, yeah. it's it's the one where Harry and Marv they're looking at all the houses and the lights are coming on. He's telling them the t- you know this one's going to come on at this time or whatever. And Macaulay Culkin's house comes on, and and it, Harry's like this you know that's the silver tuna, Marv, and that's the one we want. And and he starts listing off all the you know it's going to have a possible cash hoard, marketable goods, all this stuff. VCRs. Yeah, VCRs and Marv goes toys. <laughs> yeah, he's he's interested like in gonna, stealing some. Yeah, they're gonna have toys. some toys <laughs> <laughs> coming off the expensive pretty funny stuff. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty funny. Marv, the wet bandits or the sticky great. bandits? Who That's are you right. guys? Wet bandits or sticky bandits? I'm I'm wet bandits all day. Wet bandits all day. Yeah, it's I, wet I bandits. We all have the home alone one on our list, not home alone. Yeah, two. yeah, that, that's true. I gotta go with wet bandits. Um, just for the fact that. <laughs> How nasty is that? Not only do they rob these people's houses, but they just destroy them. He turns on the sinks yeah. and plugs them up, and yeah. the water's just running. And, and that, not, no, they got a huge insurance thing on their hands. I mean, he's a hands, savage guy. Know? He is, Marv. Marv is uh, Marv. pretty wicked I think while, while you're on Marv, I think one of my favorite Hans parts Gruber. of the movies is when he comes to the back door and Macaulay Culkin plays that movie where, you know... Angels with yeah. filthy souls. That's right. Right. And then angels <laughs> with filthier souls in part two. <laughs> Just seeing him, like, dive over the garbage cans and then run back to the van. He's like, yes, I don't... Snakes. 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 I don't know snakes. <laughs> yeah. Part. Home Alone is great. Lance, give us your number two. Yeah, my number two, and it's been talked about tonight, but it's The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Um, this was one of my favorite movies as a kid. I mean, I basically, uh, you know, I watched it so much. Sean, you might remember this. Alex, you might. I watched it so much as a kid that I actually broke the VCR tape. I wore out the tape. <laughs> I think I think I watched it like every day. You watched day. it on replay. Pretty much. I mean. And so, there's some you know, Barney. Yeah. And so I, yeah. I love this movie. Um, you know, so I, and there's been a lot of funny things said about it tonight. But one of the things that. I completely agree with Sean on the second and the third one suck. I refuse to watch them. You know, I'll watch the first one, but if, if my wife wants to put on the, the second and the third one, all of a sudden I think there's some household projects I need to work on. <laughs> um, book, but this, book I need to read. Yeah, I mean, there's some interesting things I was, I was looking at. You know, so before they got to Tim Allen, they had approached Bill Murray, Jerry Seinfeld, and Chevy Chase to mm. for this role before they got to him. And the reason that they had, uh, you know, couldn't get to him was because Disney has a um, very strict no ex-felons policy, ex-cons policy, and, and Tim Allen is a convicted felon from 1981. Mm-hmm. And so they had to make a special exception for him. And it ended up paying off. I mean, you know, he ended up in, this is an interesting fact, in 1994, November 1994, Tim Allen had the number one television show in America, the number one movie in America, and the number one best-selling book in America. Uh, so that was a pretty good week oh, for Tim cool. Allen. Uh, really good movie. It's really funny. We haven't watched it yet, 
usually um, the ones on my list that, you know, like the Santa Claus and my number one, I usually try and wait until closer to Christmas because, you know, it just makes it that much more uh, special. Yeah, Santa Claus is, is a great one um, for all the reasons that we've mentioned so far. All right, guys, it's time for our number one hits. And uh, Sean, I'm going to start with you and then Lance and Matt, because you guys share, we'll go to you next. So, Sean, give us your number one Christmas movie. Yeah, so my number one, I, I'm pretty sure, I don't believe anyone even has this in their top five, which is very surprising to me. But uh, it's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and this is the 2001 starring Jim Carrey. Uh, for me, Alex had touched on the... Uh, original was it 1966 uh yep yep that the uh cartoon, cartoon came out and for me that was my favorite christmas cartoon and you know right that and rudolph but it was always the grinch i always looked forward to watching that and for them to bring that to life in a movie i was definitely nervous on whether or not they were going to get it right and they hit a home run jim carrey is perfect the the costume and makeup they they did it right. They put that poor guy through a lot of pain. They actually had to have a guy who teaches CIA operatives how to endure torture, train him to endure the pain from, from the costume and the contacts. I think originally the first time they, they did this makeup, it took like eight and a half hours. After mm. that, it was three hours every time, and he had to, to put this on 100 days. So he spent a lot of time in the makeup chair, and and really, you know, poured a lot of himself in into the movie. I mean, that is true commitment. I did see something funny. Ron Howard, obviously, he was the director of this movie. And one day he got there early and he got into Grinch costume. You know, he went through the whole thing that Jim Carrey did. And when Jim Carrey got there, he sees this and he's mad. He thinks that this is some double and he doesn't think he looks good enough and he gets all mad and mad and finds out it's ron howard and ron howard actually directed the entire day in costume and and then there's a lot of other stories about how jim carrey just kind of went off script and ad-libbed and and just was himself and those are parts that are in the movie but for me you know every scene that jim carrey's in I laugh. I know Lance said he's seen it so much with his son that that it's kind of spoiled it for him to where he doesn't enjoy it as much. For me, I've seen this so many times, and and I'm like your son. I still laugh. I mean, when he's standing up on the mountain and he's got got the phone book out and he just starts reading off the names and the, I hate you, or when he's talking (laughs) to himself and the echo comes back and he's like, you're an idiot. I'm an idiot. You're an idiot, you know? (laughs) You know, my favorite line, I think, is where he, I can't remember exactly how the line goes, but where he's like, solve world hunger, tell no one. So it's just, (laughs) there's so many good parts in it. And then it, like Alex said, with the cartoon, it's the same in the movie. You know, he, he realizes that Christmas isn't just bought in a store. It's about something a whole lot more. And, And that's really what it is. You always look forward to. I got to shop. Hey, what do you want for Christmas? What can I get? What do I want for Christmas? But then when you really get to the holiday and you sit down with your family and you eat, we're not talking about what video game I got or what toy I got. We're, we're talking about maybe a gift that made our family members smile, or our kids getting up and seeing the Christmas tree or just reliving some 
old family stories and laughs that we have sitting around. And that's truly, to me, that that's what Christmas is all about. This movie gets it right. Jim Carrey, Home Run, his best movie, and uh, my favorite Christmas movie. And it's uh, narrated by Anthony Hopkins, which I think was an excellent choice for the narration. Took and, him uh, one day to do his job. Jim Carrey wow. had to sit in the chair And so you're times. telling me <laughs> that this is the best Jim Carrey movie, better than Dumb and Dumber? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Liar, liar. Yeah. Controversial. Controversial. Ooh, hold on here. Liar, liar's got to be up there. Future list. Wow. I'm kicking my ass. That would be the opposite of the Nick Cage list. I don't think anyone in here denies Jim Carrey's abilities. No, no. I I, I don't really care for Jim Carrey anymore. Um, but I did like him in his heyday, which was you know the Grinch, liar, liar, Dumb and Dumber, that kind of stuff. Now he's he's a Looney Tunes, but he's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Oh, that's yeah. all right. A lot of them are. Lance, Matt, share your number one. Oh, it's, I mean, for me, it's, it's Christmas vacation. I think it's already been mentioned, but there's just so many good one-liners and like little things that you see as you watch it. And, you know, one of my favorite parts um, is, you know, when like, just like the things about cousin Eddie, like Clark says, I guess, you know, we can help them out. And so they go to like the grocery store and Clark, <laughs> Clark volunteers to buy like some, some dog food for him. Right. And cousin Eddie puts like a good 200 pounds of dog food on the cart <laughs> and he's, you know he's, he's strutting around and he's leaning back like his mannerisms randy quaid's mannerisms are what make the character he clicks his tongue so I'm glad, you i'm glad you mentioned this lance because we were watching that tonight and my daughter who's seven we're watching this scene and she goes how much food does this dog eat does that, I mean, she picked up on it, and I don't know if you've ever noticed. There's a, there's a part in there, right? So he's stacking up all these heavy pounds of all these heavy bags of dog food, and if you watch it, there's a part where Chevy Chase he grabs like a thing of light bulbs and sticks it on top of the dog food pile, and then Randy Quaid promptly puts down another bag of dog food and just smashes all the light bulbs. So <laughs> next time you're watching that, check that check that part out. It's funny. One of like there, I mean, there's so many lines in there, but there's a great one. You know, when when they pull into town, they don't know cousin Eddie's coming, and this is one you kind of miss if you don't pay attention. He get he explains that Clark and the other kid that his older kids couldn't make it because his daughter was at the clinic getting cured of the wild turkey, <laughs> and his son was preparing for his career as a carnival worker. Yep. I mean, it's just so fun. There's just so many lines I quote it all the time. Um, you know, like with with uh, my sister in law, she loves this movie. My brother in law. He dressed up one year as cousin Eddie for Christmas. He had he had the, the wingtips. He had the, the turtleneck. I mean, it, and we had they had the moose uh, cups for for their eggnog. I mean, it's just such a funny movie. That is great, Matt. Why is this one your number one? This one's my number one uh, because it's my mom's favorite movie, and we watch it every Christmas. Uh, it's definitely some sentimental value, um, but you know. And that being said, it's been a part of just casual conversation, you know, throughout the year. I mean, I we're at the threshold of hell <laughs> constantly. Take a look around. So uh, we are on the threshold of hell. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, like the squirrel scene is something that I love. <laughs> it cracks me up. Um, the fact that, you know, this, this SWAT team is breaking through every window in the house to find this guy, oh, just seems, man. you know, I so, love, I love 
as much as I don't love over the top stuff in like random comedies, when it comes to over the top stuff in Christmas movies, like with Jingle All the Way and like in, in this scenario with Christmas Vacation, I love that part of it. So um, and this is like a perfect example, like why break every window and yeah. Julia Louise Dreyfus, the, the pissed off neighbor. Like, yeah. that's just like a cool little part of this movie. I too. don't know, Margot. Yeah, that's a free <laughs> Seinfeld, Ju- Julia Louis-Dreyfus. And then, you know, if you next time you watch this movie, think about his Christmas bonus that he's going to get at the end, right? And think about all the stuff in their house that gets destroyed from, <laughs> yeah. from, the, from the beginning. And just start counting all the stuff that breaks. I want to know his deductible. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he, he trashed <laughs> That car has got to be trashed from jumping it over the, the snow plow, you know, <laughs> then, then as soon as he, you know, cuts the tree or cuts the tree up and it, the, it breaks at least two windows right there. Um, it, and it just goes on from there. All the stuff that just gets destroyed. Um, yeah, this is an excellent movie. You can't go wrong with it. You'll laugh through it. Um, just pay attention to, there's a, all kinds of small things. Beverly D'Angelo, some of her facial expressions are hysterical. Um, when he's, he's like, dead. you know, is it plugged in? And he's like, you honestly think I would check thousands of little bulbs if, if I didn't think it was plugged in. And just the eye roll she gives him is, is classic because I think, yeah, that's probably women everywhere thinking that, you know, when the <laughs> husband's mad about something, they're like, yeah, you don't even know. So Christmas Vacation for Lance and Matt at number one. My number one, and I know some of you guys are probably going to roll your eyes at this, is A Christmas Story. That's right. The BB gun, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. Ralphie, this famous one. Peter Billingsley, Melinda Dillon, Darren McGavin plays the dad. This is 1983, so I was one year old um, when this came out. But this, to me, is the best Christmas story of all time. And if you think that this movie is about a BB gun, you're not paying attention. Like Matt said, uh, in regards to Jingle All the Way, uh, about a dad who's willing to do whatever it takes to get his son the toy he wants, this dad, if you watch this movie, this is a, this is a story about a father and his son. Uh, the dad seems disinterested. He doesn't ever seem like he's paying attention to his family. He's just, you know, typical dad. I'm going to work, providing for the family. I come home. I want to be left alone. But at the end of the movie, when Ralphie's opened all of his presents and Christmas seems to be over and he doesn't think he got the one thing he really wanted, which was the BB gun, his dad comes through. And if you pay attention to the movie, he never once tells his dad that he wants a BB gun. It's always his mom that he, his mom knows he wants one, um, but his, he never tells his dad that's what he wants. But his dad knows. His dad knows exactly what he wants for Christmas, and he gets it for him. And his dad comes through and gives him the greatest Christmas present that he would ever receive, according to him. And so I love this movie. It's a touching story. Um, I've got a leg lamp. Uh, nightlight so uh, i think lisa got me that for christmas some years ago um again great one-liners in this you know he gets the leg the dad gets the the major award delivered the leg lamp and and they put it down in the house and he reads across fragile. it fragile it must be italian and his wife's like oh, yeah, i think that says fragile <laughs> you know this movie's great i know that they play it on repeat like usually on tbs or tnt on either christmas morning or christmas eve or sometimes both so i think that's probably a lot of the reason some people don't like this um what are you guys thoughts on this movie no i like it. i think it's you hit the nail on the watch. head go ahead lance yeah no, go no, ahead, lance. It's, it's one of my must watches i yeah i like it Okay. I think you hit the nail on the head with overexposure. 
um before they started doing this that that old day tbs thing this was like and this is just with anything like something that's like kind of like a weird quirky thing to watch you know raises in high popularity right so this Mm -hmm. is like you know, it was like a big thing for everyone to say, oh, you don't know what a Christmas story is, right? I'm going to watch it. This is my favorite Christmas movie. How do you not know? Now it's turned into overexposure and it's not like this flashy thing. Sure. But still, I mean, it's still like a good movie. Um, I I like the your perspective on it. Um, I like the Bumpus Hounds a lot more. There's a movie <laughs> set in the yeah. same world. that's like about tops or something. I forget what that movie's even called. But the bumpus hounds are like a big thing in that. Uh, I like that movie better. <laughs> really? <laughs> but, yeah, I've never heard about they that. They end one. up in uh, they end up eating a Christmas dinner at the Chinese restaurant at the end. Oh and they yeah. sing them the Christmas yeah. carols. That was such rah, like rah, a rah. <laughs> such a funny like great way to end that movie. Does anyone know like, what I'm talking about? There's a no, there's no, a movie no, set no. in the same universe. Hold on, I'm gonna try to find this. I think they made like a sequel off this. It, it could be that. Sean, what are your thoughts on this movie while Matt's looking that up? I mean, if I did a, if I was doing a top ten Christmas list, this would be in my top ten. We always enjoyed this. I, I knew this was going to be your number one, even though I didn't see your list prior to, uh, to, to recording tonight. And I think you hit the nail on the head just mentioning his the father son relationship because yeah, that that is what this movie is about, and. The dad, uh, who's the actor for that, Alex? Darren McGavin is his name. He, he just does such a great job because this, you know, this is a period piece that, mm-hmm. that and the, you, you know, that's how the dads were back then. At least that's how it's understood. And and he did seem so disinterested, but but you know, there were time, but there was also that you know his kind of a relationship with their Mm -hmm. mother and and they'd have some laughs together. So you knew that he had good qualities, but he also had that uh, temper and the, you know, I just worked all day. I want to be left alone, but, but you knew deep down that, that he really cared for his family and they did a good job of showing that on Christmas morning. Yeah. So I found it. It's called runs. It runs in the family. 1994. Never heard of it. Is it a Christmas movie? No, absolutely not. Oh, okay. But it's set in the but same it's world. But it's Ralphie and his family and, and the Bumpuses. And yeah, this is going way off script. But basically, Ralphie wants to find this top. You know, they're spinning tops. It's like still set in the 50s or 60s mm-hmm. or whatever. And, and um, oh, this is this is, beat the... this is 40s, I bet. Yeah, movie. so it's it's like a Late spinning 40s. top thing to beat the bully at school. Yeah. Mm, okay. This was a late night Disney Channel movie when I was a kid. Huh. Never heard of that. So, well, you know, like I said, I I, I enjoy period pieces. White Christmas is is, I mean, it's not almost not even a period piece because it's 1954, so it's very close to the you know the era that it's that it's depicting. Christmas Story is 83, and it's depicting, I would say it's post-World War, so this is probably like 1950-ish. Um, I looked it up once, and I was kind of really surprised by the time period, but it, it's around 1950, I think. You know, he goes to Warren G. Harding uh, Middle School or Elementary School, um, 
you know, the sticking your tongue to the pole, triple dog dare you. Uh, the narration there is, is, is really great. I, I enjoy the narration throughout the whole movie. Um, it's just a good, it's just a good movie. It's a good family movie. Um, get past, just get past the BB gun. It's, it's not about a BB gun. I know a lot of people are like, oh, the BB gun movie. And yeah, I mean, that is the main thing he wants for Christmas. But if you look at it from the perspective that this is about a boy and his father and how the dad really loves his family, knows exactly what his kid wants for Christmas and delivers for him. Um, I think it may change your perspective on it being just a BB gun movie. So those are our top five Christmas movies. I hope that you'll get an opportunity to do a little bit of relaxing over the Christmas holidays and, and maybe uh, catch one of these movies. You can find them on Disney plus you can find them on Netflix. They'll be on television. AMC runs a Christmas uh, marathon all month long, basically until Christmas free forms, got Christmas movies, all kinds of channels have them. You should be able to find them, but I'm going to recap them very quickly for us. Matt's got the Santa Claus coming in at five. I'll be home for Christmas. Number four, jingle all the way three home alone two. And Christmas Vacation is his number one Christmas movie. Lance gave us Bad Santa at number five. Number four was Klaus. Number three, Home Alone, two Santa Claus, and one Christmas Vacation. Sean's got Home Alone at five, four Christmas Chronicles, three Santa Claus, two Christmas Vacation, and the Jim Carrey, The Grinch at number one. I've got five, The Grinch, the cartoon, four Christmas Carol, the Muppet version, three White Christmas, two Christmas Vacation, and one A Christmas Story. Now, I do want to touch on one because Lance switched it up on his list, and that's Miracle on 34th Street, the 1947 version. Lance, why did you kind of make a last-minute switch there? Uh, well, because I wanted to include Klaus because that's a, a newer one that people you know, might, might want to go out and check out. It's very accessible, too, because it's on Netflix. Um, I, I do really enjoy Miracle on 34th Street, even though it's a propaganda movie from Macy's. Um, you know, it, it's a good movie though. I mean, I saw it for the first time maybe like three or four years ago, and I really enjoy it. It's just I wanted to kind of go something that was a little bit more accessible at this point with Klaus. Plus, like you guys said, like both you and Matt, neither of you had heard of it or seen it. And I guarantee that when you sit down tomorrow night and watch it with your families, you're gonna you're gonna be like you're gonna love it. You're gonna be glad you watched it because it's funny and it's it's you know it's, it's a good story. And. On the flip side of that coin, if you haven't seen Miracle on 34th Street, the 1947 version, like Lance said, is that's the version. Pick. It's an excellent movie. I highly recommend it. Now, the other thing I want to point out, guys, on our list. Is that. By all. the critics is what have you guys ever seen it? I don't I've think seen I've seen it, seen it. I, I, I've tried to yeah. technology In the, in yeah, the, I'll talk because okay, so I don't have a problem with black and white ever. Uh, I 
Schindler's List. I, I just watched for the first time about two what? months ago. Um, black and white the whole time. Yeah, I know. I know it's crazy, but um, it's not the black and white thing. It's the sound. The sound. It feels like they're pressing pause and mute talk. Mm. You know what I mean? yeah one thing you know maybe, maybe this is i'm getting older or whatever the problem is but i've been watching <laughs> shows and movies, watching the netflix show the crown and they're british it makes it easier to hear what's going on without having the tv on home. yeah I, I i'm glad to hear you guys say that you watch stuff with subtitles i do that as well occasionally and not necessarily the sound of the movie although that does play in but but sometimes it's it's how the people are speaking or the accent and you know i've lived overseas i've traveled all over the place accents really aren't a problem I I do very well. Couple of lists I saw. Go ahead. Number one was Scrooge, and he's okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not yeah. even sure that would make it my top ten, but I saw that at number one. And and uh, for like our generation and the newer movies, I feel like Elf yeah. was the most highly. Yeah, I saw Elf. Thing. not created but when it first came out i thought it was in his because i don't really like will ferrell i think he's annoying i don't find him very funny at all um i i do like some of his movies and i've kind of come around to him and i think he's great in like small bit parts like him and wedding crashers he's hilarious in that you know when he's but when he's tasked with carrying the movie i struggle now that being said uh, Sean just watched a movie called Daddy's Home 2, which almost made his list, I think. And I think Will Ferrell's really good in Daddy's Home and Daddy's Home 2, uh, which are the second one's definitely a Christmas movie. I, don't, yeah, for I think sure. the first one is as well. I can't remember. Um, no. But um, so that was my main hang up with Elf, with Will Ferrell. It's just like, I, I just, I don't know. I it, it's okay. I can watch it, but it, it would never rack my top five um it probably wouldn't even make it in a top 10 christmas movies for me but all right i sometimes wonder up, guys. go ahead no i i just sometimes wonder like you know we've had a lot of 90s and 2000s movies on our lists and obviously that just equates to you know when we were alive what what brings us back to a memory or something right mm -hmm. and who we watched that with the first time 
And that's where I get into some weird situations with these online lists where looking up the best whatever, whether it's Christmas movies, we've talked about Halloween movies, you know, uh, that might be what, you know, was the best of the time. But things change, of course, and it, it really what movies are and what make them special to me is how I feel about them and the people that I connect with with those movies. And right. that's why making top five lists are the are the coolest things about some of the, like what we talk about on here, because we all have different opinions because we've shared these experiences with different people. And that's what make movies great. Yeah. I, and I agree. I mean, um, we don't really talk about these beforehand. We share our list just to, you know, make sure that there's not a ton of overlap because it would be pretty boring if we all had the same five in the same order. And so we try to avoid that as best we can, but we still make it genuine. And I know for, for each one of you, because you shared this with me, this was a really hard list to make, to narrow it to yeah. five. Um, if we'd have done a top 10, I think it would have been a little easier. We'd have to do a two-parter, and we talked about that. But to, to get five Christmas movies, because there's just so many, and, and like Matt said, a lot of it comes back to um, the memories that those movies evoke in you with you know where you were when you first saw it who you were with when you saw the movie how the movie made you feel or how the people around you made you feel and that's really what plays out for a lot of us it's not necessarily that a christmas story or the grinch or christmas vacation is the ultimate best christmas movie of all time because everybody has their own opinion but it is for us that's 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 what we enjoy that's what we think is the best and it may not be be because you know christmas vacation has stellar acting or a great plot or whatever it's just how the movie made you feel and who you shared that experience with that makes it great and i think you know that's a lot of what christmas is it's it's not about presents it's not about gifts and toys and and all this kind of stuff and decorating your house to be the best looking one in the neighborhood it's about spending time with the people that you love it's about the birth of christ for me that's an important thing of christmas and recognizing that um that I received the ultimate present uh, with, with the gift of Christ um, and the opportunity to have eternal life. So for me, that's what makes Christmas special and, and all this other stuff that comes with it is just kind of the icing on the cake afterwards. So guys, I've really enjoyed this episode sharing with y'all my top five movies. A lot of them we've watched together over the years. I hope that I've had a couple on here that maybe you haven't seen and that uh, you'll want to try out. Highly, highly recommend doing that. Um, I know that you guys have shared some movies with me that I haven't seen, and then I'll definitely be trying to check out here in the coming days. And that's going to wrap us up for this edition of the Ins and Y'all podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on whichever podcasting platform you prefer. We'd appreciate if you'd rate us and leave a comment. It helps others find the podcast and helps us to improve. And make sure you follow us on all the social medias. And why don't you share with us what's your favorite Christmas movie of all time? Or if you want to give us your top five, hit us up on Instagram, hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. And remember, whether you use Yens, Y'all, or something else, there's always a place for you in our listening fan base. Peace.